Hey guys, uh, this is Bennett giving a little, uh, before the, uh, (laughs) actual episode starts talk. Um, today is actually the one year anniversary of the podcast, more or less. Um, saw it in my Snapchat memories, uh, a year ago today I wrote the script for The Line and the Letch. So, uh, yeah, happy one year, guys. I'm so thankful for all y'all listening, and, uh, Let's make some great memories going forward. Here's to another year. Here's to the year behind us. Here's to great adventures that were and great adventures to come. Thank you guys. And without further ado, I get you to your episode. Hello everyone. This is your host of the Patchwork Network, Bennett McKinney. And today we're diving into another mini-series inspired by a paper I wrote. Except this time it's for literature, so it's going to be interesting. Not to say that history isn't interesting, it can just be boring sometimes. And no offense to my history teacher, because Mr. Sanson, you always make history class fun. So without further ado, we jump into part one of three of Animated Reality. Yay, I have mother issues. No star, that's bad. Aww, I have mother issues. Star versus the forces of evil. Sleep spells. Reality. It's an interesting thing. It's full of ups and downs, like that mentioned in the above quote. One might be asking... What book, document, or reality TV show is this from? In fact, it's not from any of those. Rather, this is from an animated kids show, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, created by Darren Nefsey, to be exact. This show provides a stunning example of reality portrayed in animated television. The topics, situations, and characters in this particular show are more real than some of the shows advertised as reality television. It is fascinating to see just how well the creators of animated television shows can replicate real-world topics. Their audience is also just as important. These shows possess incredible potency and relevancy for their respective genres, and it plays a big part in the success they seek. Despite its fictional touches and whimsical ideas, animated television is able to accurately portray the reality of life in a way viewers can relate to and enjoy watching. Created in early 2015, Star vs. Forces of Evil is a comedic action-filled animated fantasy television series. The show premiered on Disney Channel and was migrated to Disney XD for the remainder of its run. It follows Star Butterfly, a 14-year-old magical heir to the throne of Muni with a thirst for adventure. Shortly after her 14th birthday, Star is given the family heirloom wand to begin her training, as per tradition. She's sent to Earth by her parents in an attempt to cool her turbulent behavior. There she meets Marco Diaz, the local good boy who loves karate. The story follows their adventures, spurred on via Star's dimensional scissors that open portals to other worlds. The initial conflict centers around Star and Marco fighting Ludo, a half-bird, half-man creature in his army of monsters. Ludo is bent on getting the wand from Star and using it to take over Muni. As the show progresses, the plot goes from physical challenges like Ludo and the mysterious monster Toffee to more complex problems that mainly center around the rulership of Muni. The final season sees the deepest conflict, with a new leader stepping up to right the wrongs the past rulers caused. It is the traditional, strong, female character-taking-charge scenario. The show does not change shape in its antagonist. The main character does not just change shape in its antagonist. The main characters develop too. Keeping with the idea that our beloved heroes are in their developmental years, they begin to experience the difficulties of growing up in a time of great turmoil. The two main characters struggle with different concepts: love, friendship, school, and even puberty. And these things are not just thrown in; instead, they're integrated by Nefsi and her team. It's this genius creativity that led the show to have such great success and allow it to mimic reality. 
One of the biggest things we see is the relationship between our main characters. At first, Marco does not like Star. In fact, he runs off in the first episode after learning that his parents have accepted Star as a foster exchange student. It highlights the family dynamic, that the two act like any brother and sister would. They do not always get along, but they have their shared interests. The show highlights the reality of exchange students. Though they may be only be here for a short time, they have a huge impact on the classes they attend. Throughout the show's four seasons, the two develop an extremely close friendship to the point that Star will not let Marco's hoodie be washed when she has to go back to Muni alone in the show's third season. Ultimately, the story arc comes to a close and conclusion fans have been hoping for ever since season one, with a kiss. In the heat of the final moments, Star and Marco have, stepped have a second alone where they have stepped aside to catch a breath. In this discussion, they finally admit feelings for each other and prepare to face the final battle together as a team. The story showcases friendship and love in the real world. The characters are facing great tribulations, not too unlike a high schooler having to apply to colleges. Because they have each other, the hard times are a little easier. It also goes over many real-life topics, dealing with parents, all the elements of high school, friendship, relationships, crushes, and exes. These messages come through in a variety of ways, whether it be an unauthorized trip to Muni, given as an anniversary gift, the demon ex-boyfriend Tom, or even just a beach day. This show is able to portray reality while still being in the fantasy genre. The characters exhibit real qualities too. Star is exuberant and curious. Marco is the classic good boy who wants to be cool. There even is a weird best friend with mysterious abilities Jan named Janna. This allows audiences to connect with the characters in a variety of ways. They represent human desires and handle them like real humans would when faced with difficult situations. This is why the show is so real. Audiences everywhere love the characters and the situations and feel like it's representation of the struggles they face in their very real lives. In the first season alone, the show hits home with many real-life scenarios. From stars experiencing Earth culture to Marco's crush on Jackie, each episode is special in its own way. But when placed within a season, it provides the overarching story that makes the show a reality masterpiece. The biggest reality in the entire show is the worried parents versus the I've got this team. This theme is present in all 13 original episodes, whether it be Starry's worried cover-up of magic or her fear that her parents, Queen Moon and King River, will send her to St. Olga's Reform School for Wayward Princesses. She still, still thinks she can do anything. In the very last episode, Star takes it upon herself to rescue Marco from Toffee, destroying her one in the process. After returning with her parents at Ground Zero and returning to Muni, Star's mother delivers a classic line. I don't know if we're doing the right thing, River. Moon is fearful of the consequences that will result from the cleaved wand, but not unlike any worried mother who is unsure of whether their child has made the right decision. Through this, the show highlights another important aspect of teenage life, figuring out life itself while not screwing up for the future. The show has cast its influence over many people worldwide, and many agree it's a very reality-embodying show. One Common Sense Media reviewer, a 15-year-old teen named Sasha, said, over time, the show matured, expanded the good, and got rid of the bad, resulting in a wholesome, entertaining show with deep storyline, complexity, relatable characters and situations, and good role models, enjoyable for all in the older kid-adult audience. She makes a good point. The first scene of the show was more lighthearted and fluffy. The show really dives deep and hits the real points later in the second season and further on. One parent discussed the show deeply starting, starting with, the show doesn't try to hide the fact that the people including Acid the lessons have crushes or got the reality. Ignoring such a fact would make this show less relevant to real kids and might even make the kids think these strange new feelings they're having are weird or sometimes something to be ashamed of. The show 
sometimes gets a bad reputation as a teen drama. Some people just don't like the relationships. However, it does handle relationships in such a way as it makes sense and seems natural to something to talk about. Well, that's where we'll take a break for today's four pages of my 12-page paper. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed, and I will see you back here next time with part two. This is Bennett McKinney, signing off.